Hey, what's going on, family, and welcome to the Rise to It podcast, your home for personal and professional development. My name is Jonathan Hernandez, a.k.a. the letter H, and with me to my right and to your left, Mr. Frankie Liao. Frankie, what you got going on today, man? What's going on in your world? What's going on in your life? Talk to us. How's everything going? Man, good, man. Blessed. Blessed, Jonathan. There's so much going on right now. You know, it's we're in March, at the end of March, and like when, you know, the school year in March, you just have so many events going on. That's awesome. And Frankie, if you if y'all don't know, if you're from Central California, you're familiar with his work, but his family, he incorporates his family into everything. So I know we got some events coming up with Rise to It. We're really excited about that. But you always have events going on with your family. So what are some things that like on in the Frankie Lee Yao schedule on the calendar for you and Celeste? Right. You know, like with the kids, they're all playing sports. All right. So you have we have Evan doing tennis at the college, and then we have a little boy playing Little League. Um, so it's, I mean, just the family life, it's crazy. And then we have, like, our business, and lately we've been shooting um, a lot of events. The last the last event that we shot, we shot a, a president of, a former president of, of Mexico. Um, so that was definitely a first, like, a, I want to say a bucket list. Like, if you would, I mean, if somebody were, were to tell me, you know, like, hey, you know, one day you're going to shoot a president. Gotta be like you're crazy, you know. Like that's not gonna happen. That's an honor. That's an honor. Yeah. Definitely an honor, you know. So that's something that I mean, I'm super proud of. Yeah, Frankie. For those of you that don't know, he always has something going on in his life, and he's very shy. You know, he's very timid about what's going on until I have to hear about it afterwards, like big <laughs> things like that. That was like the first time I heard yeah. about something like that. But yeah. I know we always talk about leadership, and so for you being a father, you know, Celeste being a great mother to your kids, being the leader in your home, we talk a lot about leadership and rise to it. And so for you, what would you, how would you define leadership? How would you define that concept and how does it work into your life? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a really good question. You know, I think a leader, first of all, someone who could like inspire people, you know, like and motivate people um, just by like their actions, like not really like what they, what they say, but what they do, you know, somebody who motivates people, inspires them and, um, and just shows like lives like by example absolutely so i think that's what a true leader yeah shout out to frankie that does lead by example every single day in his home but not only in his home but outside you know i learned a lot from him we talked about that in our first episode every single day i'm learning from him but today we have a very special guest we got a very special guest that has incorporated leadership into his life and has learned from a lot of the mistakes and has had a lot of major success. And um, I'm very grateful that my father um, went to high school with him. Um, and that's how I got to meet Mr. John Shamshoyan, CEO and founder of Realty Concepts. So special guest today, Mr. John Shamshoyan from Realty Concepts. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you spending some time with us. We're very excited about you having us here. Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit, I mean, in Central California, uh, Mr. Shamshoyan, or I know you like to be called John. Please. A lot of people, especially myself, a lot, especially a lot of my students, their parents even that are in real estate, it is a household name in Central California. Everywhere I go from Southern Central California to Northern Fresno area to Visalia, it is just everywhere. And so a lot of people from our area know what Realty Concepts is. They see the logo everywhere. But can you describe yourself a little bit, give yourself an introduction of who you are and how you really just really birthed Realty Concepts and got the idea for that. I will. Thank you. And thank you for having me here. Absolutely. And thank you for that introduction. Uh, as I was listening to you, Frankie, the uh, savor these days because, uh, you know, I'm hearing all these events with the kids and all of that. And I thought to myself, my youngest is 36 now. So I used to do that. And, uh, so don't take it for granted. These are very special days, and just take it all in. Thank you. Uh, but to get to Jonathan's uh, first question, I, I was born and raised in Fresno, southeast Fresno, and uh, my uh, parents moved out to the country when I was in the eighth grade. So from Sequoia Junior High School, a great big urban junior high school, I uh, 
went to Lone Star, which was uh, elementary, kindergarten through eighth grade. That was a big adjustment. Uh, but the blessing uh, ultimately was I ended up at Sanger High School, which I loved my years at Sanger, have lifelong friends, including your mom and dad. Yes. Yeah. From those days that I went to Reedley College and uh, Fresno State. And uh, back then I wanted to be uh, a football coach. So uh, uh, I was a history major and a geography major and a PE minor. But by the time I graduated, I knew I didn't want to teach. So there I was. Uh, then I thought I was going to buy into our family clothing store uh, out in Reedley, Richard's Clothing on yes. a G Street. But that opportunity, that door closed. And uh, there I was uh, two years out of college now and thinking, now what am, am I going to do? I don't want to teach. The clothing opportunity is not going to happen. And the only thing I knew about real estate is that if you were good, and to me good meant if you were honest and you worked hard, uh, there was a lot of money to be made, and, and that intrigued me. So uh -huh. when I started my career in 1978, so 44 years ago, I knew zero about real estate, but I asked a lot of questions, and I had a lot of very good, loving people who took the time to answer those questions, and uh, uh, slowly but surely, you know, I made plenty of mistakes, but I tried to learn from every mistake I made, and as long as they were honest mistakes, which they always were honest mistakes, uh, I learned a lot of valuable lessons from those. That's excellent. John, I know you talked about um, kind of getting into the real estate game and your experience with teaching and it's interesting to me because throughout this whole process of designing your own business and imagining and envisioning what it's going to be like, you really had to just teach yourself a lot of the time, self-taught. Going back to your upbringing, though, I know Richard's clothing, Frankie's actually from Reedley, California, yeah. so you're very yeah. familiar with that. Yeah, like when you say Richard's clothing, I'm like, what? I, I'm like, wow. I I remember going into Richard's Clothing. That was the store where you would buy like your Levi's. That's right. right. Yeah, yes. the Levi's. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We we had the yeah. Levi's. Absolutely. Right. You had the Levi's there, and like, and I remember the big posters, you know, on the wall, the Levi's posters, yes. like huge posters. Um, Thank you for your business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my my dad, my dad would go in there and buy his work clothes there too. Yeah. And I want to say. You guys had boots, maybe um, work boots. Yes. Um, my dad would buy his work boots there. My mom would go, and, like, every six months, it was, like, clockwork. She would go in, buy these boots, because after six months, they, they would be worn down and stuff, and she would get some, you know, fresh pair, get his get his jeans. And, and I want to say later, tell me if I'm wrong, but later, there was, like, an island in the middle. Like, I, I remember it. There was, like, yes. Like, photographic memory, and... And you guys started selling like like baseball cards, basketball cards. That happened, yeah. That, yeah. that was my cards. cousin Richard. Uh huh. Yeah, trading Absolutely. cards. And I, yeah. So I started collecting cards, and and I would go to Richard's Clothing all the time <laughs> to buy to buy cards. It's it's such a small so world. Right. Everybody's connected. That's so you know cool. how that was. Uh, people like you and your family. It was they were like became part of our family. The, the our customers were because they were return customers. They became friends it, it was uh we also had a, a clothing store in fresno a shams uh menswear across the street from the fairground and that's where i primarily was working out of but i'd come out to reedley when they when when they needed the uh the extra help and it really was it was we i'd go to work really that was uh the, the most fun job i ever had because it was like which friend am i going to see today that's right. you know and and uh, so every day was different and uh uh it was good so thank you uh, yeah. honest to goodness our customers were were just the best now frankie is talking about his we didn't know this by the way we didn't know this coming in that we're gonna have this kind of connection and the ties in the central valley but frankie was talking about how his father brought him into the store and so I know a lot about Frankie's upbringing because we talk about that. But Mr. Shamashoyan, John, can you describe like your upbringing? Because although you didn't realize it maybe at the time, you were actually getting in business because of your parents. So can you describe like where you're from and where they're from and, and what was your upbringing like? I consider uh, uh, we never had a lot of money. Uh, my dad... Uh, my dad worked for the post office and that was before the post office... Uh, in 
most of his years, they weren't paid really well. Uh, they went on strike at some point, and their benefits got a lot better. But uh, for most of the time, uh, uh, you know, he was a postman, and my mom worked part-time uh, as a floor lady in a fruit packing house. So we never grew up with a lot of money. The, uh, we grew up with a lot of love, though. The, uh, and, and, you know, I didn't know any better. I just figured everybody grew up uh, the way I grew up. We, we, uh, we'd have one three-day weekend vacation a year. We'd go to Santa Cruz. I always looked uh, forward to that. And um, uh, it just was the way it was. I never get, uh, got to drink sodas or anything because those were <laughs> whatever they cost, 15 cents right. or whatever. And, and, you know, I just uh, that just wasn't how I was raised. If we went and got a fifteen cent McDonald hamburger, that was a that was a big thing. You know, the, uh, uh, the I don't feel materially that I grew up with a lot, but I do know that I uh, that the family uh, certainly had a lot of love that we shared for each other. And over the course of time, I realized how lucky I was. I didn't realize it at the moment. Uh, but looking back and getting to know a whole lot of other people and listening to their life story, it was like I was really blessed. I was yeah. really blessed to grow up in the family that I did. You definitely had your own definition <clears throat> of rich right. early on. That's right? what I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, you didn't have rich in, in money, but definitely rich in, in values and education. Absolutely. Yep, I agree. With those two leaders, John, what would you say as far as influences? It sounds like you had like myself. Like I'm, I'm very blessed. I have both of my parents actually live here in the studio today. What were your parents like, and who would you say is the most influential? Would it be both of your parents? Would it be people that you met like early on? I'd say both of my parents. You know, my mom. I was always so proud of my mom. She's a beautiful lady. She's in heaven now. Both mom and dad are in heaven. But the uh, she was a beautiful lady. As I'm thinking of her, I'm picturing her smile. The uh, She had a beautiful smile. I was proud of her because she was the president of the PTA when I was in elementary school. And it's like, oh, that's nice. my mom. You know, yeah. that's my mom. Uh, so, and she was just a very loving, gracious lady. The, the um, if indeed I have grace, which I do believe uh, is a gift that I was given, I, I inherited that from my mother. And from dad, my dad just worked all the time. You know, the, uh, he was, while they were both depression babies, they really had nothing. You know, that was back in their day. Although my dad would say those were the best days. The depression uh, period was the best days. And it's like, why, dad? And how could that be? And he said, everybody shared with each other. You know, wow. that's how they got through. It's a bar alert. We got we, we to <laughs> shout that out real quick. Bar the, alert for that. Absolutely. Uh, the, well, I'm honored. Thank you. The, uh, <laughs> Daddy, you got a, you got a bell. Go. The, uh, uh, but that's, that's how it was. You know, you had a big family, and, and uh, when they had something, they'd share with their neighbors, and when the neighbors had something, uh, they'd share with uh, my dad's family. And he said it was the... Uh, best time they ever had, but my dad worked all the time, so we didn't do much uh, together uh, socially because he was always working, you know. But uh, but I certainly learned what that looked like. Uh, my uh, so my grace came from my mom, and my work ethic came from my dad. I love that. I love that. Today, nowadays, a lot of people when I was. Growing up, I think when we probably first met when I was real small, and I'm probably the same height when me and John met because I haven't grown since then, but <laughs> a lot of people would say that I take after my mother. And over the years, now a lot of people say, oh, I can see a lot of your father in you, Jonathan. So I think that balance of having both of your parents, you know, uh, Frankie and Celeste, she's here in the studio doing her thing as well. She's actually recording all this. And she's making everything look great. But I see the balance in their relationship. I see the balance in my own relationship with Maribel. So I think that's awesome when your children could actually see that growing up and they could have those influences for sure. I love your mom and dad, by the way. I mean, daddy and I go back to freshman in high school and uh, I always loved your dad. And then when he met your mom, it was like the best gift he could have ever, uh, God was good. There we go. uh, He he brought the best gift he ever could to uh, 
to my friend Emilio. <laughs> my, my father said he needs a bell. Let's give him one. Let's yeah, give him yeah, one. Yeah, let's yeah, give yeah. <laughs> there you go. John, I know you talked about the influences and throughout the years in business, I'm sure you've seen this through your own father, um, through his businesses that he had. I'm a firm believer in it and in rise to it. We're firm believers in making mistakes, but above all, learning from your mistakes. What would you say are some of those mistakes you made early on in developing Realty Concepts, one of the biggest names in not only Central California, we pride ourselves from being from Central California, but in California, period. It's one of the biggest names in Realty and, and, and you know, the Realty world. But what are some of the mistakes that you've had and that you learned from and that maybe you could share with our viewers? So I started in real estate in 1978, and I started Realty Concepts in 1991. And at the time... I knew I knew real estate, but I also knew that I didn't know how to own a company. So I knew lessons were ahead of me. I just didn't know what those lessons were. The, uh, uh, I had to learn how to uh, control my spending. The, the uh, you know, real estate is based on commission, so the, that income can be up and it can be down. So, so uh, I had to I had to learn uh, that I needed to be judicious in my spending, even when times were good, because they always weren't going to be good, and I needed I needed that padding. Probably the biggest lesson that I had to learn, and that I really I had to overcome, was how to deal with myself. The the um, uh, back then, growing up, uh, uh, I I had a big inferiority complex. I did not like myself. The uh, I didn't I didn't like the color of my skin. I didn't like my look. Uh, everybody was smarter than me. Everybody was funnier than me. The the uh, you name it. Everybody was better than me in every way. And so. And I was very shy, very, very shy. So, so uh, you know, I had to overcome my shyness. The, the, I had to force myself to learn, uh, to learn how to talk to people, and, uh, which I did. You know, the ultimate uh, survival, uh, needing to survive can push you to do things that, that you don't necessarily uh, feel comfortable doing, but... Over the course of time, I, I uh, finally asked myself, I'm in my mid-30s by now, and I finally asked myself, why do people respect me? Because fortunately in my industry, I was respected. And the answer was so easy, so clear, but it took me 35 years even to ask the question. And while I spent 35 years looking at everybody else's gifts and wishing that I had them, uh, I didn't realize, you know, people respected me because I was kind and thoughtful and Mm -hmm, fair, uh, sensitive, uh, honest. The, the, uh, I thought, "Hmm, that's why people respect me. You know, God gave me, not only did he give me my package of gifts, but he gave me an outstanding package of gifts. Right. And, and so I realized that our gifts are the good things about us that come naturally to us. Uh-huh. You know, and I've been able to share this over the course of time. The, uh, uh, it ended up in life that I was a teacher. It's just the classroom setting was different. And I do believe that God sent me through a very long and windy road, but showed me how to get through it. Uh, he, sh- he did indeed make my path straight. So this was one of those lessons. Nobody judges us harder than we judge ourselves. Oh, the, uh, uh, and why, why is that? The, we, we carry our minds with us wherever we go. And so we always know what we're thinking. And we compare ourselves to perfection, and we're always going to fall short. Uh, none of us will reach perfection. So, so 
you know, the nobody judges us harder than we judge ourselves. And we so often take for granted the gifts that God gave us because we were born with our gifts. Our gifts are the good things about us that come naturally to us. And therefore, we oftentimes take them for granted because I thought everybody was thoughtful. I thought everybody was fair. I thought everybody was sensitive. I thought everybody was honest. Uh, And then it was like, no, uh, everybody doesn't have those traits. They had other traits, other gifts, uh, uh, but they didn't have that particular package of gifts. So I started to, uh, again, it was like just teaching myself to be thankful for who I was, to, to love that person that I, for so many years, did not like. You know, uh, it's like, no, no, you, you embrace who you are and be thankful for who you are. So those were uh, really, the, really the biggest lesson was to uh, learn to accept myself, to realize that what I had to offer was good, and uh, uh, and to believe in myself. That's really good. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie uh, had a has I mean still has and I think it was always going to have his business of photography and actually in Reedley. So I'm sure some of that resonated with you, right? I felt like I could have been just ringing the bell the whole time you were talking. Exactly. Just ding ding ding. But we are our our biggest critics. Yes. You know, and and I think the minute we we just step back and say relax, it's not it's not that big of a deal. It's not that important like er- everything's gonna be okay and then I think we can get out of our shell you know and I feel the same way like when when you said you're shy I'm shy I'm a photographer I, I like that, to yeah. be but you're going out of your shell you're going um, out of your shell yeah. <laughs> you know and like I truly do believe that God is making me get out of my shell oh when I got hired to teach I almost said no to the position just for the simple fact that I didn't want to be on a stage on a classroom stage in front of 32 students all day. And that's why I was saying no, not because I didn't have the skill and the talent. I can do it. it it's just being in front of people and speaking. That's why. So I had to, you know, step back and say, do, do I want to let this roadblock, you know, like shut me down from my dreams, from my, right. from my goal, mm-hmm. or, or do I just overcome it, overcome that fear? And it's never going to be comfortable. Like no matter where you want to be, it's not going to be comfortable. So you got to just overcome whatever fear. Like we all have our fears and you got to overcome those to, um, to achieve like success. I do believe it, you know, so. I want to share something with you, Frankie, that you may, uh, uh, I used to always get down on myself. Do you ever get down on yourself? There's not a photo shoot that I take where I come home and I'm like, that was the best photo shoot I've ever taken. I loved all my pictures. It's always dang, um, the lighting was off, or I should have did this, or my setting was here. Like, I'm just never, so I'm always getting down on myself. I used to always get down on myself. Do you, Jonathan? All the time. Do you really? I'm my worst yeah. critic. Because you seem more confident to me than, <laughs> yeah. than Frankie and me. But you get down on yourself, I hear too? that a lot from my students. Yeah. How are you so um, confident? And I go, I'm nervous right now while you're speaking to me. <laughs> wow. We just had an wow, event wow, wow. in uh, Sanger, California. Shout out to that great event at Fairmont uh, Elementary School. And it was uh, in support of our military and first responders. Awesome. And so we have a bunch of these little kids. You know, they got their little mocos everywhere and their little chipudgy <laughs> fingers. And they're like, yeah, hey, right, right to it. They're going crazy. <laughs> and um, actually, it was Celeste's daughter, Frankie's daughter. Their daughter, Mia, she was like, man, do you ever get nervous? And I'm like, I'm nervous right now. <laughs> you know, I don't know these kids. They don't know me. So I think I just hide it. Better than most people. That's it. You shield it. it. You yeah, shield, shield it. it. You shield it well. So I, I certainly would. And uh, so I'd be like, for so much of my life, it'd be, John, you know, John, you messed up. Mm-hmm. It, I'm thinking to myself, so not out loud, but I'm just thinking yeah. to myself, John, uh, you could have done that better. You know, mm-hmm. uh, John, the, the uh, you didn't make that phone call. John, you know, the so I'd always be attacking myself and finally when i so i'm again in my mid-30s before i'm even starting to think uh think it through and, and trying to understand who i was uh it was like you got to start loving yourself yes. uh, because 
your heart's in the right place. I'm broken. We're all broken. But my heart was in the right place. I wanted to do right. I wanted to do well. It's just that I would fall short doing it. So every time I'd go, John, I started to consciously, again, not out loud, but consciously, I'd say to myself, stop it. Uh, you're a good person. You try hard to be a good person. You deserve to love yourself. Just do better the next time. So for years, when I do, John, you messed up. Every time I'd say, stop it. You're a good person. You try hard to be a good person. Uh, you deserve to love yourself. Just try to do better the next time. And over the course of time, it worked. I started to not attack myself as often. I still would, but then it was always automatic after that. It was like my response, stop it. You're a good person. You try hard. Just do better the next time. So now, every now and then, I'll still do a John, but it's not. It's very rare now because I know I'm broken. I'm going to mess up, uh, uh, but it's all about where's where's our heart. You know, are we Absolutely. trying to do the right thing? Are we trying to do right by others? And uh, if the answer is yes, then it's like love yourself. You know, you're trying to be a good person. Love yourself. You deserve to love yourself. Now, John, I know you talked about, and this was, was, I mean, there was bells ringing in my head when you talked about practice. And there is this misconception, I think, a lot with my students, especially the younger students, and they always feel that they need to be in a rush. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, you talked about, you started your business and this whole idea of realty concept in your 30s. Is that correct? What was the age where you kind of developed that mindset for that? 1991, so I, I was 40, just just uh, 39. Are you a broker? Were you a real yes. estate agent before you were 40 and you had uh -huh. real estate experience and then? So I started in uh, 78, so I was uh, uh, approaching 27. I was 26, started in uh, June and turned 27 in October. So uh, a part of me was broken. So the, the uh, uh, and I told myself, you know, God brought me down to ashes. Uh, the um, because he chose to. And so I would tell myself, from these ashes, a tower will rise. And I said that to myself thousands of times because I didn't know right away what was going to happen. Uh, there was a lot of uncertainty, uh, but I kept telling myself, from these ashes, a tower will rise. From these ashes, a tower will rise. And I believed it. So, so uh, you know, people look at me and it's like, oh, he's got a great life. You know, uh, I, uh, I wish I was living his life. And it was like, um, I got news for you. You know, everybody's jacked up, in, including me. The, the, uh, I know what it is to be living high, and I know what it is to be... Uh, not knowing if the doors were going to be open the next day, you know, the the uh, in in my company's worst time, uh, our our expenses were one hundred and thirty thousand a month, and I had six thousand dollars in the bank in a drawer of escrows. The uh, uh, everybody was counting us out. John's not going to make it. You know, he's. Uh, He's not. He doesn't have the financing to get through. Uh, uh, John's not going to make it. The uh, uh, so so and John, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it myself. You know the. Uh, uh, I'll share this with you. The the uh, I didn't know if I would or not, but I feel like Go it. Go for and, it. Go for it. Okay, honey. So the uh, so the industry was counting me out. So and I'm saying this to share. It's like with for your listeners. It's like. No, don't ever give up. Believe in yourself. You know, love yourself. Believe in yourself. Accept that you're broken. And, uh, uh, but if your heart is in the right place, that's huge. You know, so here I am. The whole industry is counting me out. Uh, and I did. I, I went and I submitted myself. I was on my knees. And it's like, Father, uh, I'm your child. Uh, I 
will do whatever you want me to do, but please make it clear because I'm not very smart. So whatever your will is, I will follow, but please make it clear because I'm not very smart. And what I heard was, I want you to keep your head up, keep moving forward, don't blink, and don't ask why. I'm going to make an example out of you. And a week later, did the same prayer. This time I'm in the Kaiser parking lot uh, in Fresno. And it was like, Father, I'm your child, I'm your son, I totally submit to you. Uh, uh, But uh, I will do whatever your will is, but I'm not very smart, so please make it clear. And what I heard was, why are you asking me again? I already told you. (laughs) I want you to keep your head up, keep moving forward, don't blink, and don't ask why. I want to make an example out of you. And from that day, things just exploded after that. And and I paid every dime because uh, uh, back then I'd juggle. I'd pay the Fresno Bee one month and uh, somebody else the next month. But, you know, uh, we recovered. I paid every dime. So I think to get back to your original question, it was like it's not easy. You know, the... the uh, uh, You've got to, as hard as it is, you've got to believe in yourself. You know, I I couldn't have I could not have gotten through my challenges, except for my faith. So I would highly advise uh, if you are questioning or wondering, it's like, well, that's how I got through. You know, uh, th- this person that you're interviewing today, I don't think I could have gotten it through. Gotten through except that I believed, you know, to me, it's like the Bible, either it's all true or none of it's true. And I choose to believe that it's all true. And if it is all true, then live it. Not, don't get me wrong. When I say live it, I'm a sinner. You know, I make plenty. uh, I've done plenty bad things not not I've been honest I'm a very honest person but but uh I am a sinner but I am forgiven and if it is through the blood of Christ and if it is all true then I need to I need to I need to submit and uh and see what happens and, and I got through I got through uh I got through things I never should have gotten through except that I believe God showed me the way. John, wow, that was great. I mean, you're talking about leadership. You're talking about your failures. And one thing that I noticed about you, especially going into your office and having a conversation, is that you are extremely vulnerable. And I think every, in my opinion, I think a a great leader shows vulnerability all the time. They show that they don't know all the answers, that they're still trying to figure out this game of life. 24-7, 365. In your opinion, John, over the years, the people that you've been blessed to meet, whether they're working for your company or maybe you're selling them a home and you keep in contact with these families, what is a great leader to you and what do you think has been the secret ingredient to keep Realty Concepts moving forward 120 miles per hour every single year? When my associates introduce me and it's like, oh, this is John Cham showing, this is my boss. It's like, no, no, uh, uh, Jonathan, if you were my associate, you would be my, my boss. I work for you, you know, so I, I look at it that way that uh, my associates can work wherever they want to. Everybody has choices. Uh, they're there because they're putting their trust in me, so they don't work for me. I, I work for them, and, uh, and uh, I always... I always, life's hard, you know, so I always looked at it that uh, if we could do life together, if we can have each other's backs, you know, we're going to get through it a lot better than if we're attacking each other. So I always looked at it that uh, a good leader loves the people that he's leading, and he would put, or he or she, they would put, 
the people that he's they're leading ahead of themselves. You know, the the uh, especially these days, uh, uh, not only is it the right thing, but people have choices. So yeah. so uh, uh, good leaders good leaders give don't take I think is a good way to put it simple uh, in a simple manner. That's excellent. And Realty Concepts, from what I understand, John, um, moving forward, where do you see Realty Concepts? And I understand that um, you're passing the torch and it's not going really anywhere. It's inside the home, correct? So can you talk a little bit about that? What's the vision? What have we we got there? uh, um, So eight years ago, when my son was 28 years old, I I handed the baton off to, to him because I... Uh, he and I started him from uh, he graduated from college, <clears throat> met the love of his life, and got married. And so I don't think he ever thought he was going to get into real estate, except now he's out of school and it's like, uh, I'm <laughs> married and I need to figure out uh, 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 where to where to make some good money in a career. So, Dad, I'm joining Realty Concepts, and he started <laughs> at the bottom, but uh, uh, the baton. Baton was handed off eight years ago because I wanted to be young enough to stand by his side in case there was pushback because I knew I was loved and respected. But the uh, uh, it was time. It was time for me to slow down. And and so in that sense, the timing was perfect. And there was very little pushback. But I, I must say the future uh, is awesome. He, he's done a great job. There were a lot. Uh, so early on he asked, it's like, dad, are you just doing this for show? Or do you really mean that you're going to have me run this? And, you know, I didn't think of that, uh, until he asked it. And, uh, uh, it really was, you know, when in doubt, I'll, I'll go and ask the Holy spirit, you know, what's the answer? And the answer was, no, you're doing this for real. So it was like, no, son, unless I, uh, I'm not going to step in unless I think you're making an egregious error. And so there were a lot of things that he did that I wouldn't have done. Uh, almost all of them had to do with spending money, and he, he spent money a lot more than I would have ever spent money. But almost every, every decision he made that I would not have done Almost everyone was the right decision. So it was like over time, over time it was like, uh, I don't see it. I wouldn't do it. But he's been right much more often than he's been wrong. You promise you'd stay out of the way. Uh, uh, you got to keep your promise. And through all of that, uh, the company is now better off than it ever he he took the company from uh when i had it 85 uh 90 people to 300 now but the key is that he still uh realty concepts always was a special place everybody had each other's backs uh, uh the um uh, uh the quality of our commitment to professionalism, I felt led the way in the industry. There are other good, uh, uh, very good people in the industry that aren't part of Realty Concepts, but I did feel that we were the leaders in professionalism, but he was able to grow it and still maintain the quality, still have that sense of family, still have that sense of we're in life together. And so I'm... I'm, uh, not only really proud of him, but he put a management team together that is incredible. I mean, just so he paid for that management. Uh, on the other hand, he has stars uh, uh, helping him run that company, and uh, our staff just tremendously loyal and committed, and it's just a beautiful thing to see. So now that I've step back, I get to see all of you young ones take over. (laughs) And it's like, no, these kids are good. You know, these kids are, uh, uh, you guys are kids to me. You always will be. (laughs) That's what my mom says. But I say that respectfully. 
because it's like, no, uh, you might pound yourself, but you kids are good. You kids are really good. John, I would say my experience with walking into a realty concept um, environment is second to none. You talked about the quality you. you take pride in. I'm so glad that you do take pride. Um, I know you're so humble enough, so I'll do the bragging for you. As soon as I stepped into your office, I had people greeting me. Um, they're offering me snacks, and I'm not just talking to like a couple of chips. Awesome. I'm talking like yeah. some full-on pastries, different <laughs> kinds of coffee, some espresso. I was like, wow, all right, just chill out here afterwards and get a free meal. But thank you so much for joining us and spending your Saturday morning with us. I will say this. We're recording on a Saturday morning. I will say this, John. Um, if you can, leave the future entrepreneurs, the future leaders, and they don't have to be a business owner. They could be working for somebody and still show their um, glimpses of leadership within their their corporation, their school, whether wherever it is, leadership's everywhere, right? If you could leave the future entrepreneurs or leaders um, with some words of wisdom, what would that be? Well, I'll give you several. The uh, uh, so a lot of times, you know, we're we're unsure of situations, and and so uh, kind of being shy uh, that uh, and all that. I, as part of learning how to communicate, I just got tired of it's like saying, oh, I wish I would have said this or I wish I would have uh, done that. So I just ultimately got to a point of understanding. I, I believe the best way to communicate is what's your truth? You know, uh, what shall I say? Well, what shall I say? What's, what's my truth? And whatever my truth is that I need to communicate that. So from that, uh, I would say uh, to a lot of uh, people, a lot of my associates, be strong enough to tell the truth and tell the truth compassionately. So if you don't know what to say, it's like, what's your truth? And say it. But then equally, as equally as important, is how you say it. So it's not only what you're saying, but it's the manner of which you're delivering so, so, you know, if you're attacking somebody, that's not going to be well-received, just like you would not receive that well if you were being uh, attacked. But if somebody is talking to you in a caring, loving manner, uh, it's a lot different. So be strong enough to tell the truth and tell the truth compassionately. The, uh, uh, when in doubt about what to say. So when in doubt, tell the truth and tell the truth compassionately. The... Um, you were not going to be good at everything, okay? I've, I was not good at very many things uh, business-wise, uh, but what I was good at, I was really good at. So you have to understand, you don't need to be good at everything, at least my opinion. Uh, just know what you're good at and be extremely good at it, okay? Stand out at something. And typically the things that we stand out on are... Um, uh, the things that we like to do. The, I admire people that force themselves uh, out of the, their comfort zone, uh, and I respect that very, very much. Uh, uh, but typically, we're best at the things that we enjoy doing, so you got to just figure out, uh, what, do, what do I enjoy doing, and then, and then be really, really good at it. The, um, you also have to allow yourself to be successful again we're pounding ourselves so many of us are pounding ourselves the uh, uh so in my career as i was pounding myself and not liking myself but forcing myself to make sales because by then i had a young family i had to support i did start to think if not me if not so what i say jonathan is uh, uh, and Frankie is if not me who and if not me why not me if not you who and if not you why not you and what that means is if not you who's going to do it better than you you know and the answer should be nobody it's like well you know people know more than I do and but if you're it's like no 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 if your heart is in the right place nobody's going to do it better than you. You know, that's the key. Is your heart in the right place? Do you want to do right? Do you want to serve others well? Do you want to be honest? Uh, and if the answer is yes to that, 
nobody's going to do it better than you because a lot of people just want to do whatever is best for themselves. So if you have that special gift of wanting to serve others and do right by others, that's a big thing. So if not you, who? Who's going to do it better? Nobody. And if not you, why not you? What If not you deserving to succeed, what terrible thing have you done in your life that you don't deserve to succeed? And the answer should be nothing. You know, I mean, yeah, we've all messed up. We've all made mistakes, but very, very few of us have done something so terrible that we don't deserve to succeed. The uh, an- Another one would be what I call a fear of flying. You know, some people are afraid to jump because they, f- they tell themselves, you know, if I ever really go for it, it being success, if I ever really go for it, I could probably be really good, you know, but but what's going on there is that that it, if I ever go for it, that's called potential. You know, so that's a security blanket called potential. If I ever really go for it, I could be really good. But I'm not going to go for it yet. Because what if I go for it and I fail? You know, uh, then where am I? At least right now, if I'm if I'm just struggling along day to day, week to week, at least I know if I go for it, I could probably be pretty good. But what happens if I do and I fail? So a lot of times people are afraid to go for it because they don't want to risk failing. And it's like, no, no, no. And I, so I call that a fear of flying. It's like, no, you, you, you've got, you've got to fly. You've got to, uh, uh, you've got to jump. You've got to take that chance. And there's no time. There's there's just absolutely uh, no time. It's not about you. And I'm as I look at you, Jonathan, I don't mean you personally. So let me put it in this form. In in business, it's not about me. It's about my clients. The the clients uh, are our clients. Everybody says how good they are and all that. It, it, people are numb to that. You know, the, 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 uh, it's not about me. It's about you, my clients. So our clients are thinking, I like you, or I wouldn't be sitting here uh, with you, but I like me more. Tell me what's in it for me. You know, so for young entrepreneurs, uh, I don't think it's so important that they promote how good they are they need to uh, they need to communicate to the public in a manner of what what it is in for the public to to uh, to work with with the entrepreneur. So so I would say develop that. You know, it's not about you. It's about tell me what you can do for me is what is what the, the public is thinking. Uh, tell me how you can help me make my life better. So, so that's an important one too. I could I could go on and on, but uh, uh, you're probably <laughs> just about. I do want to I do want to say this. The um, uh, over the course of time, I thought it was like if I ever make X amount of dollars, uh, if I ever have X amount of dollars in the bank, yes. uh, I'll be in peace. I'll be happy. I could live off the interest. Back then, I was thinking 10% interest rates have uh, uh, have changed a lot since since <laughs> this train bit. of thought. But but the uh, uh, I could be happy in this. Oh, I got news for you. I I did get there. I did make that much. And interestingly, the year I made the most income was also the year that I uh, uh, took anxiety medication. Yes. It's not. It's not about income. It's not about wealth. It's. Uh, it's not about material. The. The. Uh, uh, you know. You know. It's. It's important to be able to pay your bills. And I drove myself. I drove myself really hard to 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 get what I got. But once I got it, I realized it's not about material. Uh, peace and happiness it starts with faith it starts to me 
with my faith that I'm saved through, uh, as broken as I am, that I'm saved through the sacrificial blood of Jesus. But also, you know, I come home to a happy home. I come home. That's right. I come home to a wife uh, that loves me. The the uh, and I don't take that for granted. The the uh, uh, my peace is derived uh, is derived from my relationships, my friendships. Uh, my peace is. I had to work hard on my marriage. Maybe maybe we'll do another podcast Absolutely. someday. That'd be great. I'll I'll talk about that, but I had to work hard on that and so did she. Right. But once we finally got it and got through it, it was like, Oh, this is what love's about and it was really, really good. You know, now I look forward I look forward to coming home. Uh, I look forward to being loved the way I love I'm loved. So it never even though I always thought it was about money, I always thought it was about material, and I do acknowledge it's like no no, I uh uh straight up, I drove hard mm-hmm. uh, to get that and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh as long as you keep your priorities straight. That's right. The the uh is uh someday we'll talk about that too. I was a horrible workaholic for a lot of years. My priorities were wrong. The uh, maybe the next time Let's next year it. when you ask me, Let's you know, we'll it. talk about that. But the uh, uh, peace comes from relationships, not from not from material. So, right. if you want, we I can end it with that. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. And thank you so much, Mr. John Shamshoyan, CEO and founder of I'm gonna I'm just gonna speak my truth right now. One of the biggest real estate agencies in the country and i'm just so fortunate to know you to now call you a brother i know you and my my pops have a background but i'm so thankful that our relationship gets to move forward because of my pops and because of the connections that we have um it's never about the income it's always about the outcome speaking your truth right on love being transparent vulnerable Thank you so much for your time, Mr. John Shamshoyan. I, I think we've got to give him a, a bar alert. Thank you so much for I joining should. us. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you. We'll leave you with that, family. Once again, another great episode, phenomenal episode with Mr. John Shamshoyan, CEO, founder of Realty Concepts. Thank you so much for joining us. Two fingers spread. Try to stay positive. Do your best to stay positive. And as always, if you can rise to it, you can rise through it. We'll catch you later.